All right, welcome back to Pull the Pit Podcast, baby. Missing Tommy. I know. Miss you. Poor, poor Daddy PTP. <laughs> Mr. PTP is down in Florida, where I just came back from. He gets to play golf while he's down there. I did not. Anyway, Matt's going to take his seat. Sawyer's on the executive producer spot, and we're going to talk about the Farmers Insurance Open. So, last week, I didn't make any bets. I had the winner. I did pick him in my picks, but I didn't bet him. I also bet him the week before, so I was just a week late. Uh, thoughts on the Amex? Any, any thoughts? Are we going to get to Ramen a little bit, or do we want to just start off strong? So that's a great question. Do you want to? Do we want to just go over the Amex a little bit, and then hit Rom as we get further along? I think we should do it as we go along. Okay. So I uh, I was away this weekend, so I, I didn't didn't watch. I didn't get to watch a whole lot, but I was keeping tabs on my phone, and I I absolutely love that Hudson Swafford won this tournament. I like his game, other than the fact that he is like literally Harris English's twin brother. Yeah, pretty much. I saw. I love the same thing. Just like, sorry, burping up a storm over here. Ben Harrison. I mean, they're. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they literally are twins. Did they both play Georgia? Executive I think they're both Georgia boys. We also have Dan sitting off the refrigerator here. He's he'll chime in from time to time. We can't see me, but I'm waving. He's waving. He's saying hi. He's like, what's up? Um. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So he was a bulldog. I think he was there at the same time as like Kiz and um, and Harris English was there, I believe. That must have been a dude. Yeah, that's, that's gross. <laughs> Did they win the natty? Because they should have. They no, probably they probably drank a lot. Fair enough. That is fair. So I was super pumped though. A couple of guys that played pretty well this week. We we had a lot of picks. We also picked the HSBC last week. Thomas Peters, I believe I said his name in the podcast. You have to go back and yeah, listen, but pretty sure we did. So it was our least watched or listened to podcast in a couple of months. So fuck all of you. <laughs> did we really? <laughs> I was kidding. My God. Uh, well, that's how, that's how it goes. I can't help myself. Um, so anyway. Hudson Swafford wins the uh, wins the Amex. We're in this California swing, so we have uh, the Farmers Insurance this week, and then next week we have the Genesis, which everybody knows Max Homa won last year at the Farmers. It was Patrick Reed, fuck Patrick Reed, and uh, we'll talk about him and a couple other guys. Uh, well, I just want to add on to Hudson Swafford. I guess his dad died a couple weeks ago. And saw that. Was, yep. You know, emotional victory and really good for him. That was cool to see. That is cool to see. So one of the benefits to doing this podcast on a Tuesday is that uh, golfstats.com has like all of the stats up. From last week? No, from for the upcoming tournament. So when we do our Monday tournament, I can get some information off there and I, I use a bunch of it. But if you wait till like Tuesday at like 10 a.m. to do your research, you can get everything. And it's, it's kind of crazy like top 10 players in the field strokes game t to green um you know this season and then i have some other stats uh, to mess around with as well so congratulations congratulations hudson swafford i say we move on to uh to the farmers 
and then uh, just go from there. Are we going to come back to Rondo, or do you yeah, want to add? So. Yeah. I, I like how we, we usually go through both tournaments and then, and then okay. talk about all the, the craziness. Um, so I'm going to have to use my phone because I didn't print out I, everything. I not find the schedule on, on here either. The schedule? Oh, man. It's on Twitter. It's not on Twitter. You're a liar. Dead air, dead air, dead air. <laughs> All right, so we go to Tory Pines this week, which is uh, obviously one of the most famous courses of all time. Um, we have a par 72, 7,765 fucking yards. Are they, play, they, they always do this. They play the north and the south course, though, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so, you, I mean, is that what always goes? You're going to see more scoring, lower scores, always on the north course, and on the south course just eats everybody's lunch. Yep, uh, absolutely. So, I I hate... How do you feel about tournaments like that? So, I was... From what I saw from the Amex, because this... I mean, I don't want to compare Tory to some of the courses in Palm Beach, but... Well, well I mean, everything at, at the AMX is 7,200 yards. Right. I, uh, I know that, but... You know, when you're talking about, you know, two different courses or three different courses, like with the AT&T, mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of cool, I guess, because you're pretty much getting three totally different courses. But the North and the South course, the North is just so much easier than the South that if you get the North course, easy storm conditions, not foggy, nice day... You're gonna get any of these. So we're in your neck of the woods. Have you been to Tory? I have. Have you played Tory? I have not. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, Matt's from California, and uh, <laughs> it does explain a whole lot. Oh, anyway, so last year, last year Patrick Reed won with a 14 under. Um, everybody behind him was nine under. Um, we're gonna go through a bunch of stats that I think translate this week because. Uh, Courses this long tend to have trends, okay? Like guys that, um, like this, the the quote from Kevin Kisner about, you know, they give a lot of money away for 20th place. Like this is the type of course he's talking about for a guy like himself, Absolutely. right? So like if he, if he can get himself in the top 20, that's a big win. So like you look at a particular skill set for guys when they go to a place like Torrey when it's 7,700 yards or more. Well, just um, to, sorry, just come back. The yardage thing. So, I think it's everybody gets around on the north. Everybody gets around on the south. Yep. And that Thursday and Friday, they, yeah. And then after the cut, it's all the south course. Yes. That yeah. behind. Right. Yeah. I, I think, think it's all the south course. At, at Executive least, producer, can you check that out for us? Sunday, I know it's the south uh, south course. So I don't know why they wouldn't do that Saturday as well after the cut. Yeah, but after the cut, they could play everybody on the same course. So why wouldn't you do one on the north, one on the south? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't remember how. Last year, we, we had the same discussion about this last year. Uh, me and Tommy, we sat here and argued about it, and, and we didn't have an executive producer, so nobody looked at it. <laughs> I think Dan was helping somebody on the floor, so we didn't have anybody to ask. Um, I love a couple of guys this week, and one of them, God, I hate when I love this guy, because he just never, ever loves me back. Um, Big Tone. Big Tone is going to have a good week. Tony you now. Um, you know how much I love Big Tone. So, so I, I love the guy. I just, he never plays well. Sawyer says it. South course, second two days. Um, so I wrote down, love Big Tone this week. He didn't play great last week. We'll attribute that to Rust. 
He loves the California swing last year. He went fourth runner up, runner up in the Amex Farmers and Genesis. So, uh, like I said, I, I think that these tournaments are really trend. Uh, the Genesis is another big trend next week. Next guy on my list is Matt Wolf. He played terrible last week. Horrendous. Horrendous. After we we talked about him for like what five minutes and argued about how it doesn't matter if his swing's reputable or whatever, like he was bad. <laughs> I I really have no other explanation for picking him this week except I think he he bounces back this week because he's he's maturing a little bit, had a bad week. He actually didn't play that bad on Friday. Thursday was the day that really took him out of it. He was five under on Friday and got back to like one over to tell you how bad he played on Thursday. Um, my third guy is Sam Burns. He's eighth in strokes gained approach to green and 14th in scrambling on the season. Um, in this field, uh, that puts him right up there for, for those. Um, and then the next guy on my list is a favorite that we're going to get to see for the first time this year, and that's DJ. Uh, we get to just check you know, we, you know, we finally get to see DJ. Which DJ will we see? Um, the last time we saw him, it wasn't great. And we're at that point in the year where guys have to start rounding out their game for the majors. So, you know, you're going to see a lot of the top 50 golfers in the next four to five weeks in these tournaments playing, trying to get sharp, uh, going into March for players and then April for the Masters. So, you know, here's here's a great example. I, I don't expect a, DJ to win. But it'll be interesting to see where he sits right now as far as his game goes. And you, you just can't not bet him in the tournament, right? Like, if you do our betting model, which I like to remind everybody every episode, is lots of small small bets. You always make sure you break even with the guys who the odds are the worst for. And then the guys that you have, like, plus 8,000, plus 10,000, plus 12,000, you throw a buck or two and you hope you hit big on a, on a no-name. Half a gold ring? Half a gold ring? Yeah, yeah. maybe two. <laughs> Um, next guy on my list. Oh, did I? I jumped over Sam. No, I didn't. Next guy on my list is Bryson, DeJuchebeau, DeChambeau, long course, or blah, blah, blah. You got to pick. Uh, that means I'm going to jump in front here because I'm sure you're going to say his name, Daniel Bergman. That's fine. Oh, I think that's a great name. I'm going to. This is hilarious. I did not put Daniel Berger on my list. Not to interrupt. But, but I have to. I did not, not put Daniel Berger on my list this week. For one reason and one reason only. Why is that? He, he just, just hasn't won me any money forever. He's playing great, and he's playing great. So he great last year. Yep. I think Tory is very similar conditions. So, you know, he's long. Yep. Strike the ball. I mean. No, no, I, I like, like that a lot. I think I have 23 guys on here, so he just wasn't one of them. Yeah. Tell Ty about what Rick said about Bryson. What? Um, about there would be no podcast. Oh. So you got to talk just because of what we covered last week with Bryson. Yeah, I just, I didn't even hear the whole thing in context because I can't stand him. And stand listening to him, but Rich Hills had Bryson on the podcast. And I said, saw that. I, I didn't see the podcast, but I. He said to him, "Was it all?" He no. said, "Bryson." This I said. I said the day before it started was, you know, I want Rick to just grill him, but you know he's not going to. He's just no. have to hear and suck up to him. And sure enough, the first thing he says is, you know, Bryson, this podcast wouldn't have happened without you. And Bryson goes, "Oh, stop it!" Literally goes, "Oh, stop." It. So just so everybody out there knows, I have sent the link to our podcast of Bryson DeChambeau every time this season. So it has gone to his Instagram messages. 
and his YouTube page multiple times. Anytime Bryson wants to stop by and talk, feel free. It's never going to happen, but why not throw it out there, right? Uh, next on the list is, uh, is um, Justin Thomas. Um, you know, similar to DJ, uh, we're, we're, he's got a little bit more uh, backstory on, on JT right now for the beginning of the season. Outside of one round at the TOC, JT looks really good. Right? So um, definitely betting him this week. I, I think that this could be the start of his kind of run this year. Um, if he's going to have one right now. I don't know how these guys work. Right? Like, so is, is the tournament of champions too much rust to pick him this week? I don't know. Because he's probably going to play the next three or four weeks in a row. Like a lot of these guys are. So warm up then? Is that what you're trying to say, maybe? It might be. But I don't think he can't bet him. Um, you can't skip the bet there. And I don't think a lot of these guys even. You know, we, we say, oh, like Spieth and uh, Henrik Sensen going to the Bahamas, taking home a bunch of money. Maybe there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but not in a full field event. Not, not in a full field event. Not in a full field event. None of these guys go there without thinking yeah. they can win. Right. right. Absolutely. Uh, uh, next guy on the list is John Rahm back in the field and hopefully not a putting contest this week. That is hilarious. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, the world number one is, uh, you know, not exactly a guy I like this week. Um, Tom, he, get up there. What's that? he has and put the words of question. He won in 2017, right? When he so made that like, like 60 pairs. Here is the question mark. He ranked 102nd on putts inside 10 feet. That's worse than Hideki at 101st. There's two guys that are very capable of winning, but that is a stat that concerns me if it's set up anything like it was last week. And if it's set up anything like it was last week, we saw what happened to John Rahm when it becomes a putting contest. Right? So. He's not a bad. We gotta, he's not. I'm not saying. I guess strokes gained wise, he is a bad putter. Uh, you're saying. With, inside what? 10 feet. Yeah, inside 10 feet. In yes. this, is it specifically this turn? No, on the season. Yeah. On the season, he is 102nd. Comment? Joe said, I got to give you some credit back to the Sony preview. Craig actually finished top 20. Man, I'm swung me back on the boat train. Ooh, Joe, welcome back to the show. We missed you last week, big boy. All right. Appreciate the cred. We're, we're just trying to keep you guys on the plus. Um, and back to the Rombo thing. It's not that he's a bad putter. Like, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Guys who, it, it's not a putting contest. It's not best putters on court. It's best proximity to the hole and then putters. Yep. Right, like that is that best ball strikers and then putters, right? And Rahm's as good a ball striker as anybody out there, right? So, like, if he gets super hot, he's gonna tap in a bunch of two and three footers, right? So, like, I don't mean that I'm not gonna bet him this week. I mean, bet the world number one every week in our I just, I just don't, don't like him as much. Like, like I, I might not bet him to break even this week. I might put like three bucks on him, so I still have 40 bucks in the bank if he wants, right? And that's as low as I'll ever go on the number one. Um, it's the same thing with saying Bryson is not a good putter. He is a good putter. He's 20th in the sure scheme putting last yes. year. Yeah, he is, he is not a bad putter. He is not a bad putter, but statistically, for inside 10 feet, so far this year, yep. he has been a bad putter. Statistically, it's, it's insane, hard. though. But, but I mean, some of the other statistics he has, he's number six stroke tees to green. Uh, Number 12 strokes gained approach to green, 102nd putting inside 10 feet, 
number one in scrambling, which is another big one. 121st if you total all the categories together that I was looking at, like that's where he ranks. And all of that is because of the 102nd in putting. Right, like that's what that's what kills him there. Uh, next guy on my list is another winner this year, and a guy like if you don't bet this guy right now, even though his putting number is just one less, it's like the Nasiyama. I mean, he showed what he can do if the putter is working, right? So. Once again, not a better ball striker in the game. I mean, the guy just hammered him. Um, so if the putter's great, and I put it on here, I know we're on pillow now. We're not on Bermuda grass, right? Like, so before anybody that watches the show, all three people get upset that I'm comparing putting stats from Bermuda to Poa. Like, I, I get it. Um, but, you know, if you don't bet a decky every week right now, you're, you're crazy. Um, next guy on my list is Will Zalatoris. Um, I'm on the Zalatoris train big time this week. He's trending well with a T6 last week at the Amex. He shot 61 on Friday. He did. That was first. Um, give me four rounds close to that, and he's in the hunt on Sunday at a court. At a, at a tournament where you're not going to see a 25 under this week. No. Like 14 under one of last week. Last year. So, like, we're looking at a, a much. That's exclusively on the North Course, I think. Right. You're going to see some under par rounds for sure, but. You know, the 1400 is pretty much North Course. Right. Next guy on my list is Luke List. Tied 22nd last week, but played his best golf over the weekend. It was his first PGA Tour event since November. So my money has him. So my money has him in the money this week. Good English, Ty. <laughs> you were really awake after your trip, huh? Any course where there's long par five, I love Luke List. He's plus 12.3 strokes gained on par fives between 550 and 600 yards. So, you got anything to talk about before I just keep rattling off my list? <laughs> um, I want, I mean, it's, 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 for, for me, I, well, that's why I had to chime in a few weeks ago with the Yeah. Yeah. That's um, he's next on my list. <laughs> he did not play well last week. He didn't. He, he did Wesley Wesley Bryan and McNeely played great at the uh, semi. So, so I, I like McNeely a lot this week for one reason and one reason only. California. Well, he's from California. That, but he also falls into a bunch of the stats that translate this week. So finally, I have enough numbers that I feel good about putting together um, stats over the last 26 rounds. And when I do that, it's it's interesting to see the guys that show up on the list. And we'll go over all of them as we as we work our way down. I can't do this off my phone. That's driving me nuts. I printed it out. It's sitting in the front. It is. So for me, this is when you listen to Uncle Pi when, when you're betting. Don't bet money with me because I pick guys that I like, played well the last week, or I know he'll play well at the set course in the past. Uh, I actually looked up the stats. I, again, Jill Damon, love Jill Damon. Daniel Berger, that's a more educated pick. Still so not I, as educated as I'll go by. I'll, 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 play, I'll play Tommy for you here. So Joel Damon is not long enough for this course if, if Tommy is calling, is calling this. Um, I, I love Matt McNeely, though. I, we'll just hit that real quick. Uh, nothing more or less than he's on the stats that translate a ton. Next guy on the list, Andrew Griffin, type of third last week. Uh, looks to build on a solid start to the year so far. I mean, he's just been a solid player. He's going to get a win. How do we feel about Brooks uh, Cupcake? He's down here. We're getting to him. Homo? I have Homo on here, too. Um, here's a guy that you probably don't have. Christian Gazante? Uh, <laughs> I have uh, I like Aaron Wise this week. Original Wise guy. Original Wise guy. I mean, 22 years old. 
Tenth and stress game from the tee green bodes well for him here just because of how long it is. Um, another guy, I, I saw this guy picked on a couple of sites that I was researching. Jonathan Vegas. A lot of people like Jonathan Vegas this week. Um, and I'll be this week. Hi, Jonathan Vegas is my pick, unless Bronson Bergoon or Camilo Vajegas was playing. <laughs> Well, well the thing with Vegas, Vegas is we're talking about a longer course, and that's that's what, what he does, does right? right? So, so why not? Uh, the Gooch, gotta get Taylor Gooch in there. Eleven uh, strokes, eleventh in strokes gained to the green, ninth in strokes gained approach to the green. Missed the cut last week, but I like him for a rebound this week, right? He's a really good golf fisher. I like him for a rebound. We've got Max Homa, won the Genesis last year, lost California, tied for fifteenth at the TOC, hasn't played since. Worth a gold ring or two. How about Joaquin Neiman? I like Joaquin I don't have him on my list. I, 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 wanted, I was going to do this week, but I like him My, 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 my big, big goal this week was to keep it to like 23 guys. guys. Right. right. So, how was Uncle Ty not broke? Like, is he on the I don't understand. Joe's back. Joe's back. What's, What's Joe got for me? Joe has, keep an eye on Michael Neiman, plus 3,500 to win. Missed top 20 last year in 20. My God, Joe! I got Mark Leishman two guys down from where I'm at right now. Mark Pierce has been playing pretty well. Worth the bet. Out of boy, Joe, we're on the same page, big guy. The invite to the show is still out there, man. The invite to the show is still out there. I got Corey Connors, eleventh at the same last week. If he possibly just in it, if Corey Connors shows up with any short game, he's going to be in the hunt as the day goes on. Um, Ryan Palmer, T9 here last year, T12 at the Sony, so let's see if the 45-year-old can get us up to a top 10. That's why I see Ryan Palmer, top 10, top 5. If he if he pulls one of those out, you get some odds, it'll pay. Um, Mark Leishman, we just talked about him with Joe. <laughs> My comments here on Spieth are great. No, it's very short. Jordan Spieth. I'm curious. That's all. I'm just curious. <laughs> It's been that way for well, the last few years. Are we going to get vintage Jordan Speed, or are we going to get well, he's, 17, 18 Jordan Speed? Really, he's, he's, he's made a spring change, change, right? And with the spring change, he says he feels better this year than he did last year. And he was in the hunt a lot last year, especially right around this time. Right. So this was right before, like, well, I should say more when he gets to Arizona. Like, waste management is when we were like, oh, look, Jordan's back. So, so I'm curious. I'm, I'm going to bet on him this week. There's no right. reason not to. Um, we got uh, Brooks Kepka next on the list. So I put. I'm tired of hearing about this prime. Like, I, I want to see prime Kepka, right? Like you, you told us that you're. We haven't seen your prime yet, so I'm. I like Kepka. I do too, but I want to hear why Sawyer thinks that he hasn't. You don't win majors in two. Two years and then say you haven't beat yet. Sorry, that's okay. So here, I mean, T9 at the Euro, T28 at the TOC, two small field events and not much to show for it. Um, I think he played well. I think he plays well this week, though. I'm going to bet him. He's a guy out there. Scotty Scheffler. Come on, dude. I said you were going to have a breakout year. You've got to win a tournament. Oh, man. I, I, I shouldn't be too hard on him. Second at the Hero, the tie for 25 last week. So, I mean, there you got top 25 on him. Uh, Xander Shoffley, a bridesmaid last year, T2 with a 9-under. Hasn't played since the TOC, so you really don't know what you're going to get with him here. But I, I, there's another guy. But there's another guy who I think is you know, primed to win a tournament or two this year. 
Where am I here? Oh, I skipped uh, Max Homer. I didn't know I didn't miss it. Hey, and then my last guy, and probably the best dodge you'll get other than Aaron Wise, is Cam Davis, tied 10 at the TOC and 27 at the Sony. Um, he's played decent golf this year. I don't know. There are a lot of good Australians right now. Like a lot of good Australians. It's not even not even a little bit. Um, I'll run over some stats that I like. You got anything to add here so far? I do not. <laughs> You're just so much more well-informed. Again, I make most of my picks off of guys that I know have played well in the past, guys that have played well maybe the last week or the last two weeks, and well, I can make your voice for a breakout, or three, because I like it. So the next thing that we're going to run through, I, we call them stats that translate, right? Yep. Tommy and I, we, we find websites, we find stat pages that we can compile a bunch of stats. Um, every guy that I name here, you can bet and feel good about it. Absolutely. Okay, so like that's that's how this works. So every guy that I'm about to run through, feel free to bet and feel good about it. So we'll go strokes gained approach in the past 24 rounds. So that is their past 24 uh, PGA Tour rounds. This is not on the season. This is past 24 rounds. Daniel Berger, Tom Hogue, Taylor Gooch, Justin Thomas, John Rahm. By the way, did anybody else get freaked out that Tom Hogue was going to win last week? A little bit. His odds were insane. If you would have bet a dollar, they would have made so much money. What were the exact odds? I forget. What are they this week? Oh, they are plus 8,000. So they definitely went down because he played well last week. So, I guess, what, 35,000 or something last week? Yeah. So, driving distance per round in the past 24 rounds, we've got Bryson DeChambeau, Matthew Matthew Wolf. Here's a name that I like for a dollar at plus 17,500. Joseph Bramlett. Cameron Young at plus 30,000, and Peter Uline at plus 50,000. If you want to throw a buck on that, you can make some money if he does something stupid. That's to win. To win. I mean, you can bet him for top five, whatever. It's just what the odds are that I have here. Strokes gained putting on POA in the last 24 rounds. We've got Jonas Blix at plus 150,000. <laughs> Maverick McNeely, plus 7,000. Brian Stewart, John Rahm, Wyndham Clark. Total par four. Total strokes gain on par four is between 450 yards. Maverick McNeely, John Rahm, Adam Shank, Pat Perez. Got to bet some money on Pat Perez. And Lanzo Griffin. Par fives, 550 to 600. Shambo. Luke List, who I love this week. Did I read? No, you said Luke List, yeah. Uh, Matthew Wolf, Tom Hogue, again, Tom Hogue, and Max Homa. Tom Hogue might be one of those guys I start betting right now. Back to your putting stats on Bermuda. Yeah. On Poe? No, no, no. This is from okay. uh, Sony. Gotcha. How did Denny McCarthy play that week? Not great, but did you see how he played this week? Last week? Was that on Bermuda? What's that? Was that on Bermuda? I think the Amex was on Bermuda. Just back. Do you feel like certain guys this year finally break out, but here guys like Xander, Pinal, Scheffler are poised for a breakout, but never pull through another way? We've talked about this previously. Yeah, I I think that those guys are are prime. The tough thing, like golf is such a weird sport, right? So like in baseball, you get guys that don't start hitting until they're like 28 or 29 because 
and learn how to hit at the major league level. I think I think it's really similar in golf that you get guys that like were just so good all their lives, and then they get to the PGA Tour. And I've heard Corn Ferry Tour guys talk about this in podcasts and interviews, where like you go from playing Corn Ferry Tours where the, it's just a wide open fairway, you can just pound it out there and you're wedge in, and then you get to the PGA Tour, you got to be able to move the ball around a little bit. And that's where you kind of start separating the men from the boys. It's not even really the putting that changes, it's the positioning. It's making sure that you're, you know, where you need to be on each course. And for some guys, that could literally just be playing that tournament multiple times, right? So like, for me, I mean, I know every inch of Crossgate's golf course in Norrisville. And I'm not comparing myself to pro players, but I know every inch of that course, right? I know where I want to be, I know where I should be. But I didn't know that after six rounds. Oh no. Right, right. So, so like, how many times do you think you played that? Oh, over five hundred. There you go. Right, right. But, but I mean, in six rounds though, where like, say you get a couple of practice rounds, and then you you make the weekend, and you get what like seven rounds that year, and then you come back to it next year. Right now, you have your notes, and you're a pro, so you're better than me. So seven rounds is going to mean more than that. But I think some of these guys they just have to keep playing. Guys like Scheffler, though, he's. I mean, they're still stupid young. I mean, they're not even thirty. You know, but I, I mean, they're guys you have to pick, right? They're guys that I, I feel like are primed to get a win as we continue to move forward. I think Is that close, close to the question? Yeah. I completely agree with that. I mean, I yeah. think we're, are we past the the Ricky point where it's like, all right, Ricky, you are, what, how old is he now, 30? Okay, Tommy's not here, so we can talk about this. Ricky Fowler just needs to go away. So, like, like I, I, I love Ricky Fowler. The human being, he seems like the nicest guy in the world. Yes. The most overrated golfer with five wins on tour, maybe. So, so like, my, my thing. What is he? 33. So, like, my thing with Ricky Fowler, it's like, he hasn't won in forever, yet he's still on, like, 50,000 commercials. It's like, I'd just like to see somebody else on those commercials. Would you rather see Bryson? Yes. Ricky's actually good for the game. Fair. Yeah, that's, I agree with that. We can click the mouse art or like all sorts of white it out because the screen went off. Um, but Ricky's a tough one for me because I'm with you. I like Ricky. I just would like to see him play better. So I think everybody. He, like I, I know Ricky wants to see Ricky play better. I definitely don't put. I definitely don't put him in that Sheffler female Shoffley class. Right, like he's older. I love Big Tone, but, yeah, but there's, there's a different age. Big Tone's only 27. Agreed. We're talking about six years more on tour. And I get that, but you also look at like the top tens that they that they have. Tony has done plenty. It just seems like he didn't upgrade your own win. Let's go! Yes, Todd. Yes. Uncle Joe, if you're watching, did you just hear that part? I need to know. I'm so proud. Uncle Ty just should have danced on camera. First, he gets, he gets a boner on one show, and then the next time he shit his pants. <laughs> um. All right. So <laughs> I don't even remember what I was saying. We were talking about Ricky. Big Tone and Ricky are in very similar trajectories. I hope Big Tone wins a million yes. times because he's got the nicest dude in the world. I think we're past the point. That, that is a really Ricky, but that is a really great comparison. Like. The, the guys that he named outside of Scheffler, because Scheffler's really young. Like, Scheffler's barely been on tour. Outside of, so, like, Shoffley and Finau are really, are they're on that trajectory. That's a great way of putting it. They're really looking, like, Fowler-esque. Show us a hot take on Ricky. Okay, I like it. Joe, get that orange shirt and Puma guy the hell uh, out of here. He hasn't done anything since the 15 players. 
Joe, you are my guy. Let's get a drink, dude. Let's go get a beer. I'll, I'll tell my wife I need a night out. I, <laughs> I just can't agree with anything that's coming out of your guys' mouth. Here, here's the thing. I don't dislike Ricky. I don't think I Joe's just, saying he dislikes Ricky either. I think he's just saying he needs to play better for the amount of recognition he gets. Right. That's totally fair. I don't think he gets any fucking recognition. He hasn't got recognition in like three years. Well, here, here's the thing. He is on TV. More like, okay, so... Where's let's, Ricky on the all-time money list? Let's let's name, uh, let me think, think of a player that. here. Is there a player that has more commercials than Ricky? I can, I can tell you right now. Here's, here's a perfect example. He, he is, is on TV more than the world number one. Absolutely. Yes. There, are, there are more commercials with... Than the okay. okay. There, there are, are more commercials with Ricky Fowler than there are John Ron. I think we can all agree that we'd rather see uh, him on a Puma commercial than fucking Bryce. Fair. <laughs> that, was, that was exactly what I just said. He, he's good for the game. Yeah. Super Bowl. Every time you see him interact with a kid, uh, I don't dislike him. I just dislike what he does. Too much recognition yeah. for the course. Yeah. I don't think we're going to disagree. I'm not Timmy. Okay. okay. So, so let's, let's move on. Shots. Your <laughs> Tommy, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Um, there's, there's a couple of guys that uh, come up on the. Um, Stats that, um, sorry, I'm all the Uh, no, there's a, a golfstats.com puts up a, a stats that translate type of thing. They, they call it the, the preview and picks. Um, and it basically they have strokes gain, T to green, strokes gain, approach to green, putting inside 10 feet, scrambling, and total on all categories. It's, it's a DFS thing they use it for DraftKings because they have their salaries over here. But CT Pan is a guy that I would look at this week. Mackenzie Hughes is a guy I'd look at this week. Mark Leishman's on here as well. Taylor Gooch. Um, Mito Pereira? Pereira? I don't even know the guy, but he he's right in the middle of the pack here for total in all categories. Matsuyama, Zalatoris, Ronald Wise, and Burns. Done with her notes? Anyway. Um, mine's already down there. Nice. So, I think it's time that we move on to last week unless there's anybody that has questions about the picks i'm happy to answer them but last week there was a video that surfaced on twitter play it right now piece of shit fucking setup fucking putting contest this week so john rom 2022 all right now here, here is my thing. We're talking about John Rom being 102nd in strokes gained on putts inside 10 feet. I get how do you, frustrated. How do you feel it. about the? How do you feel about the comment? Why do you get why he's frustrated? Last week reminded me so much of like the Texas swing or the Florida swing, where it's the same courses over and over and over. Fair, yeah. Insane, but that's just how I feel about it. I don't I disagree. Be more. Okay, I'm biased because again this. One of my favorite courses I ever played, like Spyglass. I love seeing Spyglass being played because it's a challenging course. It's different from a lot of the same tour courses. Like the three on open, we go back to that every time. I mean, it's just such a generic, you know. The three, the three M Championship just needs to go away. Exactly, agreed. So they, it, they it just come play that. It doesn't seem like a very nice oh, change. This, it, it doesn't seem like a very nice change. The Amex didn't. A very nice change from the rest of the PGA Tour season. It's, it just felt like such a carbon copy. It's like, we, we need to get the winning score last week. Some more interesting courses. I just, I sort of agree with Ron there. Now, 
I understand his frustration there. Maybe he wasn't putting well and he just kind of said it, but I don't think he said anything wrong. I think it just kind of gets old to the same thing over and over again. I'm waiting for it. Sorry. Uh, I just want 23. Okay. So last year or last week? Yeah. yeah. So here's, here's my thing. If Hudson Spofford shooting 23 under, the world number one shouldn't have any problem shooting 23 under. Whether or not it's set up the way he wants it to be set up or not. Okay. Um, I, just, I think that if we're going to start racking and bashing setups, we need to just update what courses we're playing. 100%. So, I mean... Are you seeing the same things over and over again? Augusta doesn't get old. Um... I like watching Rude. I like watching Corey Pines. Pebble. Pebble every year. Spyglass great. Again, these are all California courses here. Right. But like just besides Augusta, of course. Just think of some ones that are every year. I can't even remember some of the names because they're just so generic. Sawgrass is good. Yeah, Town, Sawgrass. Yes. Um but like I agree with I mean, how, yeah. many, how many rounds? Did, uh, how many different courses they play? Uh, how many turns are there? Forty something. Something like that. Here, here's my... why I love the European Tour. The courses they play are better. They're just better. They are <laughs> better. I I think that. Fight me. <laughs> I don't I don't disagree with you. I, I watched a European Tour event the weekend of my tournament, and like there were no names playing, but like. Watching some of the greens that they were putting on, I was just like, "Wow, okay, that's that's like Augusta esque, like just the terrain and how much they move." But like, my big issue with it is this: don't blame the setup for playing badly. Yeah, no, I okay, like we agree there. But you're the number one player in the world. You're the number one player in the world. Okay, like and I know, like I've I've heard all the things about how Rom's kind of a powder keg and he gets pissed off and pops, but it's like you were the number one player in the world. You can't get upset about the setup of a course. You you need to be better than that. You can get upset. I, I think anybody was, can get upset. I think what happened was he was frustrated himself, said said that. And I, but here's the thing. I don't see this like, if you're asking if I saw it as problematic, no, it's not like JT saying a homophobic slur. No, 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 no. Microphone, no. it's not like that. But I, you know, no, I agree not. with what you're saying. It's kind of a little bit like, all right, Bravo, you're the best in the world, chill I, I mean, it, I, I kind of a, Joe's back at it. Oh, Joe. Joe, come on the podcast, please. Yeah, you're right. 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 You're at least from consensus is what I've heard. I yeah. don't have a problem with Keegan. I, I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't know any of these guys, obviously, but he doesn't doesn't bother me. I, I, I get a kick out of quirky golfers, right? Because I'm super. Uh, quirky is probably not a way I'd put my game. Like I do some things. I am strange. Um, I mean, I do some things that like you might not do around the greens. But you're not weird, right? I'm not flipping my clubs and, and no more Garcia paying my bag. Yeah. Um, the ROM thing. You know what I compare it to? I compare it to that fucking kid I'm coaching that comes out of the batter's box and goes, "God damn it, the pitcher's throwing too slow." Okay, like 
I hated that comment so much. If he's throwing that slow, let it rip. If it's a putting contest, get closer to the pin. Don't like it, play better. Right. Right. So, anything else we want to close up? No, okay. anything else we want to throw out on Rom? I, I still like Rom. He's still not one of my guys. I like Rom, but he's. Here's the thing with Rom, too. Like, and you said it. He's, he's. You've never seen him on TV. He's never really in any commercials. Right. He's never one player in the world. He's also seems like one of the nicest dudes off the course. Just absolutely. One, one of the one of the best podcasts I've listened to the last couple last year was him on No Way Up. I will say this though: he is an ugly guy. That beard kills me. Like, like I, I just, just there's, there's gotta, gotta do something about the beard. Like, like it's it's just it's too much. Like it's like it's it feels like it goes from like here to here. Right? It's like it's just gonna clean it up. Like just make it a. It's too high and it's too low. Like he's got it way up here and it's way down here. It's like it might as well just tangle into the chest. Like I mean, might as well just start him. That's what he's going for there. Well, then he's, he's, it's working. <laughs> Whatever. He says. says the guy who normally has a handlebar mustache, right? Like, I mean, I, I guess I don't have much room to talk about face hair. I was going to say, if he had that beard, you might be the number one golfer in the world. Who knows? Start growing at time. Uh, all right. Well, what do we have next on that? I don't know. You did not put this on Twitter. You're right. I've been not shitting on Uncle Ty. I'm just. Hey, it's, it's been, been a rough week. I, okay. Well, boy, you sound like Solaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I told you, I'm gonna tell you a story after this, and you're gonna be like, "Wow!" I'm so excited for that. By the way, okay, okay here we go. Uh, Rom meltdown. Now, there we are talking. I'm so excited. There we were. Guy, I'm so excited. Tommy's, <laughs> Tommy's in Florida, so that was the next thing. Um, oh, what's next? So here's here's something. I was thinking about this the other day. In the PGA tour, right? So like every year we start to they try and do new things, new exciting things. Live under All right. So I I was I was thinking about what would be good for the PGA tour, and I and I. They had this over in the UK, and Tommy Fleetwood was on it, and it was like basically a skills competition. Where like they were trying to hit a ball of certain targets and trying to get a hole in one and stuff like that. I think it would be really cool to have like an all-star break for the PGA. Oh, that'd be fantastic! And create a skills competition, right? Where it's like you—I don't care where you do it. Like you could do it, like. You, you could, could you could build a facility for it, right? Like it doesn't have to be at a course, but like I just think it would be awesome. TV show, by the way, like it's um, the thing that I saw with Greenwood. Yeah, or was this like a PGA Tour thing like they did last week with the one yard fairway? They do. The, Yo, that's let me put cool. this out there. Yeah, the European Tour markets their players and has so much more fun than the PGA Tour. I think it was. I think it was a European Tour thing. See if you can find this. Yeah, it's the skills challenges. Yeah, no, I know exactly. What right. That's about. from the European tour. Yeah, it's the European tour. Yeah. Right. right. So, like, I think that I mean, I think they, they should do that here. They should do like an all-star break. break. Like, okay, okay here are the top twenty FedEx point scores. We're going to take a week off from a tournament, and it's going to be the first two days are going to be skill competition, and the second two days is going to be a ranked skills shootout. Right. So it's like. The first two days, you're going closest to the pins from 130 yards. You're going chipping and putting and long drive. And then 
the next two days, however you're ranked, you get paired up. So like the number one player get ranked with, would get paired up with the number 20 player and you're a team. Number two and number 19, you're a team. And then you play on, we'll just say Saturday, you're gonna do better ball uh, for nine holes. And then for nine holes, you're gonna do a alternated shot. And then the next day you're gonna do like scramble and right like i just i think if you if you want to make the game relatable it gives an opportunity for people to see how much fun you can have doing these little things like the stuff we do on the stuff we do on uh track man exactly you'd see a totally different side of the players too like have you seen that video going around recently of benito santiago just throwing a piss missile to second base during the all-star school challenge when mlb had that yes totally different side of the players benito santiago oh my god you know, we, we should start a baseball podcast. Yeah, we I mean, we, we're, would anybody would anybody would anybody watch a baseball podcast? Because I I mean I could talk some shit on baseball. That's, I was gonna say you you want to get my expertise. That's boys boys. Yes. Joe has a comment. Uh, he said it was on the PGA Tour channel. The, the big break. Yeah. That's the skills. But that's for like up. Right, yeah. So yeah, I, not, I like not the actual. I like where you're at, Joe. I, I I'd like to see the PGA Tour pros do stuff like that, like one weekend a year. Um, I don't want to see like a full season of it. That would get a little old. The Big Break was an awesome show, though. I used to watch that all the time. I love that show. We're gonna break the glass. So, um, but yeah, I, I would I would do a baseball podcast. I would have way more expertise. I can talk mechanics on that. Oh, yeah. I I I, 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 I don't let me start talking about baseball because, by the way, here, let me just... The question is, we we'll yeah, what, time, what time is it? Yeah. Left. Yeah. The Hall of Fame gets announced in 15 minutes, and if Barry uh, Bonds' name is not on that list, it's, it's not, not going to be. be. I know. I might Royce go home and cry. It's not going to be, and and I don't want to... You're going to put David Ortiz in the Hall of Fame or Barry Bonds. You're an idiot. You are just stupid, and you are just disgracing an entire generation of baseball, if not the greatest hitter of all balls. Okay, okay so... Back to golf. No, 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 we're gonna we're gonna stick to this one more minute. I'm sorry. So, here is here's my my thought on that. You and I are gonna start a new Hall of Fame, and we're gonna make a ton of money because it's gonna be the actual Baseball Hall of Fame. Because right now, the Baseball Hall of Fame is not the Baseball Hall of Fame. It is the Baseball whoever the writers like Hall of Fame. Correct. So anyway, back to golf. Uh, I don't remember what was next. I don't either. <laughs> We were talking about the big break and, and whatnot, but okay. Yeah. We're, so the last thing I had here was golf talk. Um, we need to do our tip of the week. Um, Hit so. up on your driver, please. Fuck you. Yes. No, 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 no. Listen, I wasn't going to say you. Damn it, Tommy. Uncle Tom brought it up. If you are hitting down on your driver, unless your name is Sawyer Martin and you're swinging the club at 120 miles an hour, you are losing yards. Oh, absolutely. It I don't is, care what you do to get that attack angle positive, it's only crazy if it doesn't work. That is a fact. I'm I'm in the process of doing that myself. I'm a I'm a, we'll just we'll just say I'm a four handicap. I'm a four handicap, and that's that's my big goal right now is to start swinging up on my driver. My God, is it driving me nuts? I I'm just. But I'm. I I have not uh I haven't picked up a club since I left for Florida. Excited to do it today for a little bit and then tomorrow i gotta play in the indoor league at enjoy golf and uh yeah that's that's a great tip uh my tip this week is um basically if you are a new golfer if you are going to take one lesson in your life you need to learn a good grip for you okay 
It doesn't have to be the perfect grip, but you need to go take a lesson and have a professional look at your grip and tell you if it's the right grip, period. I had this long conversation with a friend over the weekend through text message because I was having a weird weekend in Florida. And he was telling me that he's been fiddling around with his grip. And he I'll preface this, he's a 20 handicap. Okay. He's been fiddling around with his grip and he thinks that it's going to change everything for him. And I told him, I said, that's great. I said, well, where are you getting your information on the grip? He's like, well, I've been reading, or he's like, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. I was like, read Ben Hogan's book. Yes, that's one of the greatest like if, books if, ever. He simplifies it so that a five-year-old can understand. I said, read Ben Hogan's book or go to a pro. Don't don't watch YouTube. Those are the two things to do because you're going to get so confused because there's so many, and not that YouTube's a bad place, but I think YouTube's a good place for guys like you and me and Dan and Sawyer to pick things up. Not a great place for new guys to pick things up. I, I'm yeah, so, that's some of the tips. Well, I'm not saying this. It's yeah. not great. It's more entertaining for us at this point, I think. Right. Like, well, and every now and again, yeah, okay, I didn't think I'll of that. A shot, but, but for the majority of players, you know what? It, it, it adds an extra swing thought. Yes. Right? right. And now you've got this 23 handicap going, I need to keep my weight up. I need to keep my weight up. And all of a sudden they oozle one in the cart next to them because they're thinking about the wrong thing. Right? You know, like, so I, I just simplify. All right. That's my Hogan's book. I agree 100%. Hogan's book is great. Okay, so I don't have much left. We've been going, hmm, short one today, 49 minutes. Any more people will watch. Easily digestible. And for, well, I'm on the comedy, so nobody's watching. Lots of stats. Lots of stats. just for you, Matt. Thank you. Everybody's slurping Matt. We just... Everybody uh, loves Matt. It's happening. I don't even care. Are we going to hug it out? Oh. Love this guy. And with that. All right. Uh, oh, actually, no. We do have a couple things I need to cover. Um, keep talking so I can bring up the... I, I want to get the name right. Yeah. Sawyer. Yes. We have yeah. actually Roy Test Bryson, please. That'd be awesome. Okay. Our, this yeah, what would exactly happen, the very what would happen if he would test the positive rewards? Well, that's what I'm about to ask. Is I'm there curious. A ruling golf? Like, the I, don't, I don't think there is. Never there is. Well, look it up. Uh, um, check uh, PED policy for So on February 4th, the the Bulletin Podcast is going to be making a um an appearance on the links stories podcast so for those of you who don't know what that is it is a podcast embracing the drunk history format from comedy central a couple years ago where they would get a comedian to drink and then tell a historic story so what we'll be doing is drinking a ton of alcohol and talking about Tiger Woods in 2000 at Pebble Beach, which was maybe the greatest tournament ever played by a, an individual. Um, so these are going to be hammering beers from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Talking about Tiger at Pebble in 2000 on Golf Links Stories. Uh, they also have another, uh, uh, they have another podcast that is just about all the other sports. It's called uh, The Stories Pods. Check, Check these guys, guys out. They're pretty funny. They're 10 episodes into the Golf Link stories. Um, I listened to a couple of them. They're pretty funny. I'm fairly certain it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. So uh, Matt's not a huge drinker. 
I, I am me on that bitch. Nobody have... does golf history in this store more than I. So well, that, that is one event that I know really well. There's... I was going to say myself as well because it was a double. You're 18. No, no, no. Oh. I want to be on. I want to be on. Okay. And starting in 2018, the PHP were starting to love testing guys. 70% said they were tested three or more times. 7% said they were not tested at all. Bryson's in the 7%. Yes. And, and I, I look at golf as like one of those situations where um, the PGA Tour is like, we just don't need to deal with this, so don't test it. Like, if, if it comes back positive, nothing good happens. There are suspensions that go along with that. Sure, absolutely. I've never met a single human being that likes him. So, like, I feel like if he ever did get suspended, I feel like nobody would complain. So then everyone a, would be like, yeah, fuck him. That's, that's, a, that's a great point, though. Like, is nobody there I want to know if, if anybody watches this, hit up on, hit us up on Twitter at PTP twenty twenty one. If you are a Bryson fan, like I can and why and why and why, but I mean I know some people who are Bryson fans. One second, I know some people who are Bryson fans because like you know the guys from Good Good love him. They slurp his dick all the time. Kyle Berkshire is his friend. Gross, right? Yes, sir. Who has another question? What was wrong? Like, show. Joe's a good guy. Come, Come on, man. It's nice getting comments. I've got a question to end it all. Would you rather get a hole in one by yourself or a hole out with your buddies from 200? <sighs> that is a really good one. Um, I mean, a hole in one by yourself go. can't count. So. Right. I, I mean, I, I guess a hole out with my buddies from 200 yeah, because yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think really so anyway because that'd be just a good time anyway. I am, I am fortunate that I have a hole in one with my buddies. And I have pulled out from 200 yards with my buddies, and we got really intoxicated both times. The hole out from 200 yards was a scramble, so it got ugly. Oh, no. It got really really ugly. In fact, um, there are not many times in my life that I've gotten so drunk. It's the top button. Yep. That I've gotten so drunk that I was somewhat embarrassed to go back to the place I was. This is one of those times, and it was at Crossgates. So, like, I was like, my home course where I play most of my golf, and I'm like, I remember waking up the next day. I didn't have kids yet. I wasn't married. And, and I was, did Mrs. Book have to come pick you up? <laughs> um, no. In fact, my my one buddy who doesn't drink took me home, but he was like, I was like, what happened? And I woke up the next day so hungover, and I was supposed to play golf the next day there too. And I called my buddies. I'm like, I'm not going to make it today, guys. I'm too hungover. And then, like, I was supposed to play on, like, Wednesday that week, too. And I was like, I guess I'll go in. I walk in. And at the time, the pro was uh, a guy named Frankie. And he just looked at me and he was just like, dude. <laughs> you know, like, what, what, what's up? And I'm like, chilling. He was like, yeah, I had to clean some puke off your cart. I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. <laughs> so, to be young and dumb and full of you know what. It was uh, it was a good time, so I believe, if I remember correctly, my buddy Drew told me that we may have done close to seven Jaeger bombs a piece, and that's not including any of the beer, not including any of the beer or the shots of whiskey. So, yeah, we should have won, but we got so drunk after that happened that I, I don't think we did. I don't remember if we did, but. All, All right, right, four. four.
Matt, Ty Sawyer is on the desk today. We want to thank Paul the Pen for always hosting our beautiful podcast. We want to thank everybody who watched. Hit that subscribe and like button for the Painted Lines. Check us out at PTP2021 on Twitter. And we will see you guys next week. Sawyer, you can hit that end unless we have a comment.